Good morning, boys and girls. They liked us so much, iTunes picked them up. What is it with these ding-dongs? I know, crazy, right? It's the Dave and Dave Handball Radio Sportscast on WPH Live TV. Here's Morgan Freeman with another holiday memory. Christmas Eve, 1945. Times were so tight, we couldn't afford a tree. But that wasn't going to stop my daddy. So he packed us up and moved us to a snowy forest. Well, I lost two toes to frostbite that night, and a coyote ran off with my grandma. But it was worth it for that tree. Well, after all, I got more toes. And besides, Grandma kind of smelled funky. Happy holidays! (laughs) And that's another holiday memory with Morgan Freeman. Welcome to the 12th edition of the Dave and Dave Handball Sports Radiocast on TuneIn Radio, iTunes, and WPH Live TV. My name is Dave Vincent here at the Tucson, Arizona studios. Meanwhile, being Skyped in from South Korea, Dave Fink is standing by. Fink has a recap on sports, birthdays, upcoming handball-related news, plus hopefully he tells us what the hell he's doing in Korea. Before we get to all of that, though, let's go to the headlines. We begin today with breaking news. The youngest Heisman Trophy winner ever. The winner is Lamar Jackson. Also in college football, Army finally beat Navy for the first time since 2001, a 21-17 win in a game attended by the future commander-in-chief. President-elect Trump was there waving and saluting the troops. Snow across the Midwest moving into New York and New England. The National Weather Service saying that Arctic cold temperatures will move toward the Atlantic. Italy's president has tapped the country's foreign minister to become the new prime minister. Several small earthquakes across Oklahoma. Defense Secretary Ash Carter made an unannounced visit to Iraq amid signs the U.S. may be stepping up its campaign to eliminate ISIS from Iraq and Syria. The giraffe, a gentle giant, the tallest land animal in modern history, could soon be wiped off the face of the earth. The International Union for the Conservation of Nature has put giraffes in the vulnerable category on the endangered species list. The Kurdish militant group TAK is now claiming responsibility for those twin bombings outside a stadium in Istanbul. Christmas is about gratitude and togetherness. That dates all the way back to the first Christmas when Melchior was voted year's sexiest magi. Driving to work, sitting at your desk, getting groceries, eating lunch. Whatever you're doing, it can't be as bad as this. What do you expect us to do? Work? Yes. No. Dave and Dave's Handball Sports Radiocast is live on TuneIn Radio and now iTunes. Back to the Dave and Dave Radio Sportscast with Dave Fink in Korea. Everyone's talking about getting rid of the fake news. The Pope has even jumped on board. But I'm thinking to myself, there's no way they'll ever get rid of it. Fox TV is just way too popular. Second season of Fuller House premiered on Netflix over the weekend. And yes, if you watched it, I'm judging you. Jennifer Aniston says that she won't take part in the Friends reunion if they have one. The cast is looking to replace her with Angelina Jolie. Sorry. The Washington Monument will shut down for two years to repair the elevators. And also so our new president can add slot machines in a wet bar. ExxonMobil CEO Rex Tillerson is the leading candidate for the Secretary of State. If selected, he would only be the fourth oiliest person in the president's cabinet. Rudy Giuliani is no longer in the running to be Donald Trump's Secretary of State, obviously. He was denied when Trump realized Rudy is not completely unqualified enough. 
And Donald Trump tweeted Saturday that he would devote zero time to Celebrity Apprentice. So Celebrity Apprentice will be just like his intelligence briefings. First of all, these are very good people that are giving me the briefings. And I say, if something should change from this point, immediately call me. I'm available on one minute's notice. I don't have to be told, you know, I'm like a smart person. I don't have to be told the same thing and the same words every single day for the next eight years. Could be eight years, but eight years. I don't need that. I guess the original rumor was that Donald Trump will remain as that producer of Celebrity Apprentice, but he squashes all of that. If that's the case, then Ben Carson will continue to play a zombie on The Walking Dead. (laughs) Speaking of Carson, he's going to be named the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development by Trump later this week. Carson is a former neurosurgeon who believes that pyramids in Egypt were full of grain. So yes, we have all the confidence in the world that he's the right man for the job. (laughs) Donald Trump launched his thank you tour last week in Ohio. Trump just thought it was the white thing to do. Donald Trump is expected to name Andy Poodster, the CEO of Hardee's and Carl's Jr. as the Secretary of Labor, but only because Poodster agreed to let Trump on the set with the bikini models from those Carl's Jr.'s commercials. And man, oh man, Chris Christie is going to really regret not being in Trump's cabinet now. Donald Trump has named former WWE CEO Linda McMahon as head of small business administration. McMahon's first action will be to talk to small business owners and then hit them in the back with a folded chair. (laughs) According to a new study, one in nine of Donald Trump's tweets is an insult or an attack. The study, of course, was conducted by the University of Rosie O'Donnell. China is not happy with the recent controversial tweets by Donald Trump. Did you read those? It's all part of Trump's plan to make sure the next iPhone costs $17,000. Okay, that wraps up the political nonsense for the show. Dave Fink from Korea next. It's the Dave and Dave Sports Radio Cast on WPH Live TV. The World Players of Handball is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation whose goal is to grow the sport through innovation. WPH Live TV is partnered with ESPN for the current professional handball tour and has aired more than 100 matches over the past three years on ESPN networks. Junior WPH is the youth and young adult development wing of the foundation that performs over 2,000 individual and group clinics per year around the globe. WPH Outdoor runs the Outdoor Professional Handball Tour and has organized high-profile major events since the inaugural 2010 season. To get plugged into all the news, information, and updates, or to give a tax-deductible gift or donation, go to www.wphlive.tv or email info at wphlive.tv. Get connected with Facebook, Twitter, Google+, TuneIn Radio, and now iTunes. R2 Sports has the ultimate app for sports fans. Keep up to date with the latest results from your favorite sport. R2 Sports gives you instant access to a diverse range of sports and tournaments. Get live updates instantly on your Apple or Android handset. Follow your favorite players. Check their ranking and latest results. Favorite an event and get live notifications pushed right into the palm of your hand. Interact with other players and chat with fans. Watch events live right from within the app. Get results anywhere, anytime. R2 Sports, your link to the global sports network. R2 Sports is available as a free download from the App Store. Like us on Facebook for free premium access. 
It's the Dave and Dave Handball Radio Sportscast on WPH Live TV, iTunes, and TuneIn Radio. I knew Monday back in the early 80s. You ever think about doing radio? You'd like that, wouldn't you? The U.S. Postal Service plans to keep post offices open and deliver packages in response to this week's blizzard in North Dakota. Oh boy, I've never gotten a package this big. I've always wanted to have a huge package. Showtime. And we are back. It's episode number 12, Dave and Dave. This Dave in Tucson, Arizona. The other Dave, the one on Skype coming in from South Korea. You're an Incheon? Is that how you say it? That's right, Dave. What the hell are you doing in South Korea? (laughs) Well, this is a family reunion. My wife and her brother and sister are reuniting with their family, and it's a really great experience here. We've been treated unbelievably well. We've been taking trips all over the country, hiking, checking out Seoul, even seeing, Dave, one of your favorites, Sun Lee, who's an Ambal Pro turned actor here in Korea, making his way up to the very top. So you travel all the way to South Korea for a story. I mean, that's a lot of dedication right there. And, you know, you're traveling. I get a game in, too, and son didn't even bring his gloves here. I can't even believe it. Can't even believe it. But you guys are probably the same size. You could have found a wall somewhere. I mean, there's some walls in Asia if you haven't checked uh, history. Um, (laughs) Speaking of which, you're in turbulent times right now in South Korea. Is what their prime minister or is it their their leader has been almost cooed out out of office? So... Well, the president, Park, yes, has been voted out by a vote of 230 to 70. They needed 200 votes to take her out. They got a little bit more than that. But there's still one more hearing she has to go before. I believe it's the Supreme Court where there's nine judges. Five of those nine will have to vote her out to officially take her out. That process is going to take, I think, 60 to 90 days. And if that does happen, which it looks like it probably will, she'll be the first Democratic, democratically elected president to be removed from office. And Dave, as you know, President Park's father was the head of Korea for many, many years. He was assassinated in the early 80s. And she then became the democratically elected leader. I believe she's been in office for about five years. The term, I think, is six years. So she's got about a year to go if, in fact, um, she's not removed. Well, I I don't know if you've noticed, but there's some crazy stuff happening over here on this side of the pond as well when it comes to Mm. leadership. So, uh, you know, no matter what happens, whether you're here or there, you could just guarantee that there's some crazy political stuff going on. Let's get into the show really quick. And I do want to talk about Sun Lee in just a few minutes. We'll do that around the corner. First, though, let's turn to sports. What's the update? Park Sun Hyun sweeps KLPGA awards. Park Sung-hee will compete in the LPGA Tour next year after sweeping the Korean LPGA Awards ceremony at a hotel in Seoul on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. You got any current look, sports? Or? Well, look out for Park, Dave, on the LPGA Tour next year. Very likely will be in contention for the Player of the Year as a rookie. And that's not unco- uncommon on the LPGA Tour where most of the winners are teenagers. Mm-hmm. That's true. Good point. Well, Swansea City's Kai Sung-yung wooed by Chinese Cubs. Now, Dave, this is not the world champion Chicago Cubs that you become a big fan of. This is the Chinese football club have offered astronomical figures for midfielder Kai Sung-yung of Swansea City in the English Premier League. 
Soccer, very big here, Dave. Called football here. Massive stadiums. It's very, very popular here. Mm-hmm. Okay. What Park else do you got? Juan <laughs> wins gold at the short course championships, becoming the first Korean to win a gold medal at the FINA World Course World Short Course Swimming Championships in Windsor, Canada on Tuesday. Michael Phelps, of course, not there, Dave. Yeah. After a lackluster two months, Song Hung Min returns to form with first goal in two months and sets up another in a Spurs 5-0 victory against Swansea City in London on Saturday. Very big star here. Didn't know you are going to read Korean sports only, but keep going. Oh, this is one in Rome. Okay. Left-handed flamethrower Kim Kwon Hun to continue baseball career at home rather than going to Major League Baseball. Dave, I know that you've had your eye on the flamethrowing left-hander, but he's going to stay here in Korea. You will not be seeing him on any of your favorite Major League Baseball channels. I'm just glad you said the word Major League Baseball. All right. Korean slugger and Seattle Mariners free agent Lee Dang-ho among free agents 35 or older to watch in Major League Baseball. So, of course, Dave Lee is just north of 35, and he's on that short list of coveted free agents in this upcoming offseason. <laughs> All right. Dave, I mentioned the popularity of soccer here, known as football. Korea soars into the top 40 in the FIFA World Rankings for the first time in nearly four years. That's a big deal here, Dave. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. We also mentioned the embattled President Park, who's now been removed. The Prime Minister is in charge now. Figure skating champion, I know who you know, Kim Yu Na denies tensions with that embattled President Park. So, uh, you know, taking some heat for her relationship, potentially, friendship. Is figure skating a sport, though? I mean, I think we might need another show to discuss that. Okay. English Premier League star... He Sung Young forced to sit out due to toe injury. <laughs> Dave, I know you've had just about every injury imaginable. I don't know if you've had a toe injury, though. No, I have, and they're, they're, they're excruciating. You, you can't do yeah. anything. In fact, turf toe has ended a number of NFL careers. Oh, ooh, you, you said know. NFL. You said NFL. <laughs> Got any NFL news? What else do you have? 40-year-old Deucen Bears oh. catcher Hung Sun Young announces retirement. That's too bad. And, well, 40 years old, he had a good run. So wait a second. Is that your sports report? That's that's your sports. What about the NFL? Tiger Woods, NBA action. Uh, you brought up some NFL stuff. You're just giving me sports from Korea. What, where's that that's, Dave Fink that I know of that talks about tennis and golf? Actually, I have a new favorite sport that you and I will be discussing at length. Snooker. Dave, I've gotten really into it. It's on 24 hours a day here. Probably the most amazing skills I've ever seen in my life. Dave, as you know, at the NYAC last year, earlier this year, I should say, one of the snooker world champions is the NYAC billiards pro. And I had no idea just how skilled this gentleman was until I started watching the snooker on TV. Dave, it's hard to even explain how complicated this game is and impossible, but it takes about two minutes to appreciate it, and then you can just watch it forever. Incredible. Sort of like this radio show. Takes a uh, couple minutes to. The exact opposite. Of this radio <laughs> it show. takes more exactly. than two minutes to appreciate. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's just say that we're wrapping up the sports, and thank goodness that you don't do the weather because I don't want to know what's going on in Incheon right well, now. Interesting, Dave. It's, it's Siberian air comes down through Korea, and it's bone chilling cold here. It may only be forty or thirty-eight degrees, which doesn't sound that bad, 
but this is a dry cold and there's no way to protect yourself from this cold air. Um, it sounds horrible. But you did get the weather. It does sound horrible, yeah. and thank you for that report. But let's move on to something that just happened a couple days ago. You mentioned Sun Lee. Uh, for those that forgot about Sun, he was a collegiate national champion, right? Sun, Dave, one of the best handball players I've ever been on the court with. And I know you've played him, or excuse me, watched him. I'm not sure you've been on the court with him, but his handball looks almost like ballet. He's He just has this amazing feel anticipation for the game these crazy dump shots a beautiful ceiling game great back wall kills and probably his greatest asset is his mind and i had a chance to talk to some throughout the day dave almost talking about the mental side of handball and he's on a, on another level and there's no doubt in my mind he would be in the top five right now he stopped four years ago at about 24 years of age really just then coming into his prime and not really playing that many tournaments but he had a lot of big wins on his way up and you know it's a shame that he's not part of the part of the race for eight. Is he following handball now that he's in Asia? Is he uh, is he uh, going onto websites? What, what exactly is he doing? I mean, is he supporting himself as he is trying to pursue acting and modeling, or is he uh, hanging out and, and working out? What I mean, what what exactly does he do for a living? Well, Dave, you know the kind of mantra in handball is you always act like you don't know what's going on. And I know that you know a lot of handball players who act like they don't even know there's a tournament this weekend. So I don't know if Sun's in that mold or if he really is not following it, but he doesn't know much about what's going on. In fact, I don't think he knows anything about the rankings or the upcoming tournaments. So it seems to be that he's Sun's the type, Dave, that he gets into something and he's all the way in. And that's what makes him so great. And that's what he's doing with acting. He was just part of a a huge show that traveled around. He was in Singapore and Hong Kong, and this is a, a very hands-on show where it's, it's very tiring, so he's extremely fit right now and just filmed a movie, um, had two scenes in it with the most famous actor in Korea who was in a Korean movie called Old Boy, which is, if you talk to most people here, their favorite movie, and this actor was in that movie and Sun worked alongside him, so that was a great experience for Sun. And it teaches a little bit of English here as well, but primarily he does the acting. Uh, don't know too much about the modeling, although I think he has done some shoots. Well, that's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool that you're able to see him and hang, hang out with him. Does he live in Seoul, Korea? or He does. He lives in, he lives in a part of Seoul called Gognum, which is famous for the, the Gangnam style the dance, Gognum which style. I know yeah. very well, Dave. Yeah. But Seoul is a huge city, I think bigger than New York City. Dave, you would probably know by looking it up, but 10 million people live in Seoul. It's enormous, and there's so many different districts to it. And Cognum is one of the one of the bigger and glitzier districts. A lot of Korean celebrities live there, and a very exciting place to be. He lives, you know, right in the middle, right in the heart of that district. Now, you had a chance to go around Seoul, Korea, and uh, experience a little bit of Sun Lee being your tour guide, but then also right. some of your hosts doing the same thing. What is it that really is the thing that grabs you most when you think of the city and the surrounding area that you didn't realize before you left Tucson? Well, I think it's really the food. The food is a huge part of the culture here, and they eat very differently than we do in the United States. Meals here, I've never seen a menu here. You just show up, and the food is just on the table. I mean, and it's unbelievably large amounts of food, and they keep bringing out more. I don't know how expensive it is because I've never seen a bill either, which is nice. But, <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> they have crazy kinds of fish here, Dave, um, things that look grotesque 
and, and then you're eating them, um, they actually will kill the fish right in front of you and then cook it. That was a place we went right on the sea before a hike. And, uh, you know, it's a completely different taste to the food here. It's a totally different experience. And, you know, we have our host come over at about 9 in the morning. We're hanging out until probably 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So this is not like the U.S., Dave, where, you know, you see a friend for an hour and then you see him again, you know, three or four weeks later. This is a you're all in. So it's it's fun. It's it's a it's a great experience being here. But the, I really think, Dave, to answer your question, that the food is a huge part of the culture here. And it's a it's a big part of everyone getting together. And, you know, you don't even ask. You just eat. You don't ask what it is. You just eat what's ever in front of you. Dave, I know that. That's how I do it at home. <laughs> that's what I thought. And, you know, you taught me many years ago that, uh, you know, someone offers you food, you're not going to turn it down. You're not rude. I mean, and especially around the holidays, it just becomes worse. Uh, it's really cool that you're doing that, that you're there and, and you're spending time right before Christmas and then heading back to Tucson, Arizona. You right. At your last stop, it, we're back to handball here. Minnesota, you made it to the finals. You faced Mondo Ortiz. And you're probably on an all-time high, and then you immediately get onto a plane, it seems like, and you fly to Korea. Now, you're not getting the type of workout, especially with that cold temperatures that you have there. And I know that there's probably no handball courts there, but I'd be wrong if I didn't ask about it. Have you been able to play or find a wall or even work out, or is this going to be one of those, those times that you kind of regret when you get back home? realizing that you have a lot of workout to do well fortunately there's a gym two minute a two minute walk from where we're staying so i've been in the gym every day and it's been great i feel like you know i've been able to get myself stronger and you know without playing handball and just kind of building up my body during a two-week break from the court and i think it's going to help me a lot so you know i haven't spent a lot of time in the gym in the last probably six or twelve months so this this is going to be good for me i i feel like i'm going to come back fresh and Really looking forward to the, the final five stops. And I think um, this little break, like I said, from the court and having the chance to to take some time and, you know, work on my legs and my shoulders and other things that we all need to play good handball is going to help me a lot. Also, just giving your body a little bit of a rest from hitting that ball is probably good as well. Uh, right. Let's turn to handball since we're on the subject. Okay. Junior WPH Juarez just hosted that 51st annual handball tournament. It was down there just south of the border of El Paso with four junior handball divisions. That might not seem like a big deal, but when you have four divisions and you have some of those with 32 players and some filled up to 16, it's actually a pretty big deal. Uh, talk a little bit about that. It's pretty incredibly uh, exciting time down uh, just south of the border of El Paso. Yeah, it just seems to keep getting better down there in Juarez with the 2016 junior WPH coach of the year, Drift Fernandez, just seems to somehow outdo himself every tournament. And, you know, this is the 51st Bono Ramo tournament. And this is the first time they've had four junior divisions. It's the first time they've had four junior divisions at any event in Juarez or El Paso. So a very big deal. And Dave, I know you had a chance to watch some of these kids play at the Memorial just about a month ago in Tucson. And really amazing how they're playing. I think Andres Cordoba, who's the younger brother of top eight pros Luis and Daniel I think we're gonna see the first three-headed brother tandem or excuse me team in race for eight history all being ranked at the same time I think Andres is about 12 which means by my calculations he should be qualifying in 2022 at which point the Daniel and Luis should probably both be in the top six I would say so that 
And, you know, Andres has a lot of good players that play down there with him as well. So we could be seeing, a, uh, you know, in the last tournament, Dave, I think we had three guys from Juarez playing on Saturday with Luis and Daniel and um, Nadia Alvarado. Also, Leo Canales qualifying for the first time. So it's a it's definitely a hotbed, Dave. And, you know, similar to the LPGA with the South Korean superstars, they've come to the United States and taken over the tour. Kind of could see that with the Juarez group. Yeah, I see it too. And in fact, Andreas Cordova, and this isn't really all about him, but when Mm -hmm. you look back, we remember when Luis and Daniel were young. And this kid just has the exact same, uh, like he just came from the same mold. And, and, you know, funny thing is he did come from the same mold. Right. But he has that same swagger. There's no doubt when you say that you know that he's going to qualify, you know for a fact this kid's going to. And it's just a matter of time of when is he actually going to break in. We felt that Luis and Daniel were going to qualify earlier than they really did. And we probably felt that maybe prematurely for a couple years even earlier than that. This kid's going to do it. He's going to do it somewhere between 16 and 19 years of age. I could almost uh, guarantee you. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, Also, uh, some neat things were happening out in the Midwest. In Milwaukee, Sean Lenning survived two tiebreakers en route to that final and uh, took down one of his greatest foes of all time, two games, to win that title in uh, Luis Moreno. Ryan Hesch, who we we got to see for the first time there in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. took Sean Lenning to a tiebreaker, and I'm sure that was a big boost for him. Although on social media, when I was talking to him privately, he said that uh, he felt like he could could have done it all along, and it was a big letdown that he didn't win. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he was... He was certainly confident, but also humble at the same time. And then Anthony Celesto uh, lost in a tiebreaker there to Sean Lenny. But Sean does that. He goes to tiebreakers and then will end up winning the tournament. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? I know that you were just flying to Korea at that moment, and I was sending you updates, trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, at least get you piped in with what was happening with Milwaukee, because I was really impressed with that Ryan Pesh taking Sean Lenny to a tiebreaker. But there were some other great things that went on there. Well, you know, I played Sean about two days before he left for Milwaukee, and he was playing so well that I expected him to go there and win pretty comfortably. So to see Depeche Mode and the giant killer Anthony Celesto taking the tiebreakers tells me that both those guys are playing really good handball because I know Sean was playing well two days before the tournament started. So that wouldn't just go away. Talk to Anthony Celesto here from Korea. He said he played very well, meaning himself. You know, Sean's the type of player, he gets that focus in the tiebreaker, and he beat both of them 11-2 to two in the tiebreaker. So, you know, Sean knows how to kind of zero in and just put everything into about four or five minutes and just sort of blow you off the court. And I think that's what happened there. We'd have to ask those guys because there was no video. But I think a very good result for Anthony, who is coming back from that knee surgery, Dave, that was only his second tournament since April when he hurt that knee at the Aces Classic um, in Salt Lake City. He didn't look really like himself in in Minnesota, losing in that qualifier final to Leo Canales. Looked a little bit tentative, but I think we get that one tournament under your belt and you feel like, oh, I can trust my body again. And that's what happened, I think, for Anthony against Sean. Depeshmo, Dave, has had some very good results, sort of under the radar. Lost to Emmett Pichot 21-19 at the Milwaukee Open a couple years ago. And you know Emmett is playing hard on every point. So to score 19 and almost take a game off him shows you that Ryan is, uh, you know, very much right there. Ryan Pesh only been playing handball for seven years, Dave. So he's got a lot of upside, in my opinion. It takes 10 years to really reach your full potential. So we're going to see him continue to improve. And I know that he just took the bar exam and I believe he passed it. 
So, you know, he's busy, but, uh, you know, hopefully he can find the time to make it to tournaments because he's a great addition to the tour. And also, Dave, he's Depeche Mode. So, well, yeah, I mean, that you want the electricity there. Now, Luis Moreno in the finals jumps on top of Sean eight to one in that first game. And it looks like Luis has kind of found his form. Luis has been very inconsistent, Dave. The last six months, we saw him really almost win the Nationals because leading Paul Brady 8-4 to four in the tiebreaker in the semifinals, I mean, he's in a position to win the tournament right there. He would have played Killian in the finals. He had beat Killian the month before in Salt Lake City. Ends up losing that match. And then since then, it's sort of been a mixed bag. He went to Toledo in the three-wall, lost to Sean in a tiebreaker lost in the U.S. Open in two games of Robbie McCarthy, lost in the quarterfinals in Minnesota. So you kind of don't know what you're going to get right now with Luis. But, um, you know, Luis just started giving Sean some setups, making some mistakes, and Sean able to win a, a you know, close first game and then kind of coast in the second game for that title. First title for Sean Lenning in Milwaukee. Yeah, that, it was good for Sean to get that win, I think, uh, as we head into our next stop, which is the Jake Plummer event. Going to jump around on some of the questions I'm going to ask you here. Let's talk about Jake Plummer really quickly. After the mm-hmm. first two race for eight uh, stops here uh, for season number six, the fall of 2016, race for eight, six will resume in the third week of January. Jake Plummer's hell of a handball bash. And what, what I've noticed in now six years of doing the race for eight, but then certainly about four years prior to that, in sort of an off-the-books pro tour that we had, anytime we take that break around November all the way to January, the guys come in really rusty. Uh, seeing Sean Lenning win in Minnesota is actually a, a, probably a good thing for the Sean Lenning camp, and I would assume uh, those that are playing in tournaments like the Milwaukee Open or any of those other ones that are coming up after that uh, it's going to be a good thing to stay in shape and, and to and to keep plugging along. Well, Jake Plummer, Dave, is a great ambassador, and we're very lucky to have him associated with the sport. In fact, Dave, in Korea, talked to three or four people that you know were asking me about handball, and I said, you know, our next term is the Jake Plummer. They all knew Jake, Dave. They're all football fans, and they they knew Jake very well. And asked me, well, what happened? Why isn't he still in the league? You know, a lot of people don't know. He was offered that contract with Tampa Bay, what, Dave, about 10, 9, 10 years ago, yeah. and uh, traded from Denver after, you know, he and Mike Shanahan um, sort of split ways and just decided, you know, I, I just want to enjoy the rest of my life injury-free. I'm lucky that I got out of here without really any serious injuries. So he's he's been a very, you know, staunch supporter of the WPH and, and throwing handball tournaments since his retirement. Very lucky for us. and. He throws an amazing tournament, Dave. I mean, Jake Plummer doesn't stop working for the whole weekend. He's carrying in food. He's working on the draws. He's refereeing. He's playing. Uh, he's everything that you want and such a nice guy, too. So I think everyone really looks forward to heading up there to Idaho to see him and to play in that great event. Yeah. Now, no, as far as, also picking oh, people ahead. up at the airport um, and, and the whole coordination of the whole tournament and getting a hold of right. the pros. And it's a, you and I both know we run these tournaments all the time. It's a it's a train wreck. I mean, it's hard to do. You're yeah. completely busy. You can't be social. How is Jake able to be so social and have all the pressure and do all of the work and still able to pull it off without pulling his hair out? I, I just don't know how he does it. I think people recognize that. Uh, I just want to let you know, he contacted me a couple days ago and said, dude, tournament is closed. So there is no more entries. Okay. Uh, he's closing them kind of somewhat early in about 93, 95 people, okay. something like that. You know, every year he kind of says, I'm going to close it at, at 90. It ends up getting up to 110 because he can't say no. Right. Um, but 
so it's closed. There's no more promoting okay. the fact that people can get into it. Now, what you can do is come to watch. And I know I, I'm doing that. I'm not playing. I'm, I'm there to watch. So right. it, it definitely, you know, enjoy that event in February. There's a lot of other stuff happening before that. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, I, I had to throw that out that Jake's tournament is no longer going to accept mm. entries. But we also want to say that, you know, you mentioned how does Jake do it with all the responsibilities. He's got his whole family behind him. And they're also working just as hard. That's why it's called the Plumber Family Hell of a Bash. So all great people there. And uh, they really just make it happen. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, it's a, it's a great event. You mentioned Dave Mondo Ortiz, who just recently claimed the number one ranking for the first time. I think it's a great accomplishment for Mondo. And if you know his story, Dave, it's 10 times more special. Mondo Ortiz was out of the sport. Uh, you know, in 2011, he had that heart surgery. We didn't know if he'd ever be able to play handball again, and yet he comes all the way back to number one. Really unthinkable. I've never heard of anything like that in any other sport. I don't know of a pro athlete that's ever come back from a heart surgery, let alone return to number one. And he seems like he's probably the fittest guy out there as well. So um, Mondo is, you know, he's he's playing great handball. I've always known, and Dave, you've known as well, that Mondo's always had it in him. I think you played him in 2007 when he was 17 years old. And, you know, you knew this guy had it. I mean, there was, it wasn't a big mystery that he was going to be a top player playing for the biggest titles. I played him for the first time in 2008 in Seattle. I knew it at that point. And I think it's just a matter of him being a little bit more consistent now, a little bit more dedicated, a little bit better prepared. And those, all those kind of little things have has taken him to the very top. Yeah, and I saw, so the, I, I, I saw a difference there, Dave, in... in in uh, Minnesota, obviously, with the way you played as well, but he came in with this sort of air about him that mm-hmm. he was he he had some swag, and I hadn't seen yeah. that at any tournament prior to where you just looked at him and say, "Well, this is the guy winning the tournament." I mean, there's just no, I don't mm-hmm. even know who can beat him. And if he plays like that, or if he comes in at least with that mindset at every stop, I don't think anybody can beat him. I it just don't, and I'm not sure. I know that you compete as well, and there's no slap, you know, in your face. Just the I don't feel that he played the best ball that he's ever played, and he still sort of dominated the field, except for in the final against you when you took him to a tiebreaker. Other than that, I'm not. I think that he's got sort of a different mindset now. Well, what impressed me about Mondo, and this obviously really went against me, but he got up ten to four in the tiebreaker against me. I scored five straight to make it nine to ten. At that point, you know, you can really start to have the wheels come off a little bit as a player. And he called a timeout. His coach came over and talked to him, and he came in a completely different person after allowing those five straight points, and he went on to score six straight. So, uh, you know, that's a big factor in the maturity of Mondo Ortiz that I'm not sure would have been there four or five years ago to be able to withstand that under that kind of pressure, knowing that the number one ranking is hanging in the balance there and also your second title. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you on that, and I also I see that some of those mental issues that he had in some of the earlier tournaments where you get upset at the referee for no apparent reason, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is kind of gone now. Uh, I, I don't know if you want to call it maturity or if he just came to the realization that I'm not going to win like this and he just flipped the switch. But I, I can tell you I had a heart-to-heart with him at one point last mm. year and he addressed me multiple times or even would make eye contact with a camera and kind of pointed his own head as if to say, I know you're watching and I'm trying to address these things. And I'm not saying it's me at all. I, I'm just only bringing right. it up to say that at least he was conscious of it. And I did see it on multiple occasions where he was making some mental reference to the fact that he would have normally have flipped out. And I've even noticed 
where he got jaded a few times from the referees and he still did not go there. Uh, so whatever, you know, whatever he's doing mentally, it's certainly working. And uh, there was, you know, it was obvious there at, in Minnesota just by the way that he played. And we have another great stop with the Jake Plummer thing coming up there in February. And then events after that, you can find out all of the information about the Race for Eight online at WPHlive.tv. Uh, one of our great stops of the year, the Players' Championship, voted as the the, the Players' favorite uh, stop of the year, it seems like every year, Salt Lake City. They have now started a, a really cool, enthusiastic, fun, positive junior handball program with the WPH. And it's flourishing now. I mean, it's really starting to grow. I've been talking to some of the players on the team, and they're so pumped up and excited. I I know it makes you excited as well. Coach Ted McManus has uh, uh, done a great job. What can you report, uh, even though you're in Korea right now, I know you're Mm -hmm. in constant contact with all of these coaches. What can you report about that group? Is it, it seems like it's a little bit older version of what's going on in El Paso, but certainly as passionate as El Paso, right? Right, and this is the second or third year, probably year two and a half of Junior WPH Salt Lake City. As you said, Dave, Coach McManus is leading a great group of kids. They're so enthusiastic. They took their first, what I would call, traveling team to the U.S. Open where they had a couple guys make it to the C finals of the doubles. And Chris Torres is one of their top players, had a chance to play against Emmett Pichot and Killian Carroll in the pro doubles. So great experience. And that just propels them you know, to do more and want to play more and want to improve each week during their clinics. And, you know, I know that they really look forward to the Aces Championship. And, you know, why wouldn't they? I mean, they're the hosts to the greatest players in the world. And, Dave, this year, this coming year, 2017, at the Players' Stop, it's going to be a pro junior doubles showdown where these young men from Junior WPH Salt Lake City are going to team with Race Freight, Senior Race Freight, and Women's Race Freight pros in an opening ceremonies Thursday night kickoff doubles extravaganza. That's going to be a lot of fun, Dave. You may even come out of retirement for that one. That sounds like fun, and if I were to come out of retirement, it would be for that. Yeah. Those kids are really, really into it. I, congratulations to Ted and that group right. there in Salt Lake City. Let's talk about another junior thing going on. Right when you get back from South Korea, you're flying here in about a week or so back, or maybe 10 days, and you're going to... Uh, I, maybe it's less than that, five days from right. now. You're going to be in yeah. Venice Beach as you fly home, and you're going to stop off when you land at LAX. You're going to do mm-hmm. a handball tournament immediately. How is your body going to acclimate to that? <laughs> and and well, what, are you, <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, my, my wife thinks I'm nuts, but, uh, you know, we're going to land at LAX at 8 a.m. We've got a car. We're going to drive over to Venice Beach. We should be there by... Well, I think you've been to LAX in the traffic, so I'm hoping by 10. The clinic starts at noon. We're going to have a clinic with WPH Outdoor number one, Juan Santos, Ricky Ruiz, Dave, one of your favorites, Marco Chavez, Alfredo Morales. Uh, more names, Dave. I, I can't even think of all of them. So many of these pros are so excited about coming out this Saturday and, and working with the kids. We're going to do a clinic, work on some shots, and then we're going to play some pro junior doubles there as well, three wall. So some of these kids are going to get a chance to team up with their heroes. And it's going to be a great afternoon. Expecting great weather there at Venice Beach. It almost always is. And uh, that that's something, Dave, that I'm really excited about um, just five days from now. For you, I guess, six days. We're Tuesday now. You're at Monday. Right? Yeah, that's right. And then yeah, just, this weekend. Yeah. So just after that, though, 
about 10 days later, it'll be the indoor four-wall junior national championships just down the street from the WPH studios here in Tucson, Arizona, where there's going to be players converging from all over the place. And I know you'll be there. So you're kind of a busy dude. As much as it might be a family vacation right now, you're still following the sports. You're still Mm. coordinating all of these junior programs. And then you'll be reporting down at the uh, Tucson Racquet Club for the four-wall Junior Nationals with the United States Handball Association. I know the El Paso group is coming. I'm not sure about what Ted McManus is doing there uh, in Salt Lake City, but I know that there's groups of kids and their coaches flying in from all over the place, and that's going to be an exciting thing as well. What what do you have planned, or what what are your thoughts? Have you been contacted to coach or to to do any clinics there at the uh, the Nationals? Yeah, Matt Kruger and I, Dave, have been discussing some ideas, and we're going to do some some target-hitting competitions, some clinics there. Uh, so it's going to be a great opportunity for the kids to, you know, learn some great shots. And you know that we have a lot of pros in Tucson, so there's a chance we could see even more pros at that event. Uh, so it's going to be that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be great. And so you have a, a pretty busy slate. Now, the reason why I brought it up, I mean, good handball stuff going on as we close out 2016. Make way for a serious, neat, impactful start of 2017. There's really no break whatsoever. People say to us all the time, I mean, we had a we had a holiday party that you missed a couple days ago, Dave. And you were, about you were sorely missed. People say, yeah. oh, what are you, you know, what are you going to be doing since Minnesota and, and mm. you know, your next stops at Plumber? It's like, well, completely busy. And it looks like 2017 yeah. is going to start off the right way. We're going to talk a little bit more about that right around the corner. We also have celebrity birthdays, Dave, and I'm going to make you read them. And I know okay. when you read stuff, it's all it's all Korean based now that you're in South Korea right now. But hopefully it, it won't be that. We're going to do that next, though, here on the Dave and Dave sports radio cast that we have today which is my monday your tuesday on itunes now and also tune in radio we'll be back right around the corner stick with us the world players of handball is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation whose goal is to grow the sport through innovation wph live tv has partnered with espn for the current professional handball tour and has aired more than 100 matches over the past three years on espn networks junior wph is is the youth and young adult development wing of the foundation that performs over 2,000 individual and group clinics per year. WPH Outdoor runs the Outdoor Professional Handball Tour and has organized high-profile major events since the inaugural 2010 season. To get plugged into all the news, information, and updates, or to give a tax-deductible gift or donation, go to www.wphlive.tv or email info at wphlive.tv live.tv info at wphlive.tv get connected with facebook twitter google plus tune in radio and now itunes dave and dave these guys are amazing just ask donald trump it's rigged like you've never seen before they talk sports on itunes wph live tv and tune in radio we are back it's the dave and dave handball sports radio cast episode number 12 vincent here in tucson arizona at the studios of the wph and you dave are in a back bedroom somewhere in south korea I hope your hands are not tied behind your back or you're not being held against your will. But uh, 
if you're just joining us for this segment, Dave, you're in South Korea, you're meeting the family. It's sort of a pre-Christmas celebration as your family uh, meets their extended family. And I, I think it's just a great moment for you guys in general. Uh, I'd love to hear more about it when you get home and hopefully on a, on a future broadcast. But mm-hmm. what is what is it like right now? It's a Tuesday for you. It's a Monday for us. It's only about probably, you know, early in the morning. Do you guys eat breakfast? Is it a, like go out to a restaurant type thing? Do you eat there at the house? What do you do? Now, Trisha's mom shows up every morning at about nine and just brings an incredible spread of food every single morning. And she wants to make sure that we're all fed and that we're, you know, all well taken care of. And then she has a huge day plan for us. You know, last night, a, a big dinner. I wish I could remember how to pronounce things, but dope kiki or dope kiki? No. No, no oh, that, that was bad. I know that try. was wrong. Good try, but though. It, you know, it was, an, it was amazing food. It was. I wish you could have been there, actually, because this was just a sensational meal. I'd love to be there just to hear it. the pronunciation of that word. Yeah, I'm never going to try that again. It sounds to me like you're there for the food. Uh, what yeah. else is everybody else there for? <laughs> well, there's a lot of shopping. Okay. Uh, I'd say every inch of Korea is covered with stores. So I don't know how any of them could possibly make any money. But, I mean, it's just high rises and they're all filled with consumer stores. Everything you can imagine. Restaurants, clothes, jewelry. So there's a lot of that going on, Dave. Uh, a lot of Christmas bonuses being spent. <laughs> so uh, this sounds really uh, bad for a guy, doesn't it? I mean... Uh, I, I've my... actually retired from the shopping. I lasted a half a day. And um, just here, growing the game well, while I... those are out. I last a half a minute when I go shopping, and okay. I'm that that might be a half more longer than I normally. Yeah. You know, I might be exaggerating by a half minute. Let's turn to birthdays really quick. I know Johnny Manziel turned 24. Uh, I don't know what age he is there in South Korea, but he's 24 here in the United States. I think 26 here. <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard that he was pounding champagne, guzzling tequila, and chugging beers. No word on how he celebrated his birthday, though, but I heard he was doing that. I'm, he's 24. His liver is 167. And Well, the embattled <laughs> Mansell could literally come straight from the club or the bar and lead the Browns to just as good a season as they're currently having. That's true. I mean, he couldn't do any worse. Uh, right. Louisville's uh, Lamar Jackson, I know that you're there, and I'm sure you got the American news. He won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, this is something that wasn't in your sporting update today, which is really frustrating for me. What uh, sport is that? Heisman? Uh, yeah, it's said? college football, son. Oh. Uh, now, okay. I remember when Johnny Manziel won that a few years ago. Johnny Mel- Manziel, of course, doesn't remember, but but I do. Mm-hmm. It was an actual mm-hmm. good moment for him. What, who else and is you. Still- I know that <laughs> you're wearing your Manziel jersey right now. I thought he was great in college. I loved him. Yeah. Um, wh- who have, what other celebrities are celebrating birthdays today? Enzo Amore, WWE superstar. How you doing? How you doing? Turns 30 today. I know, Dave, that's one of his catchphrases mm-hmm. that you've loved so much. Amir Khan, who you remember was knocked out cold by Canelo Alvarez the Saturday of the Players' Championship in Portland, turned 30. A lot of people thought he would never wake up after that crushing right hand over the top, but he did. Did his father, was he also a boxer? No, he's not. He's his manager, and there's a lot of family turmoil there as his wife has just recently called out Amir Khan's family. It's it's not pretty if you've been following it. Um, but, you know, the dad is very much involved uh, with Amir's career and also 
kind of trying to dictate his life and the wife's really not having it. Well, that sounds how those end. That sounds like a, another birthday boy that celebrates a birthday this past week, Aaron Rodgers. He's 33. Oh. His whole family has yeah. disenfranchised him basically because of his right. relationship with Olivia Munn. But uh, unfortunately, uh, he's not budging. He's he's with her, but his family says that he's not welcome when she's around. Uh, he's celebrating a birthday as well, and he also got that win yesterday. I know that you don't know um, what's going on in, in, in America's sports, but no. but they did get that win yesterday in, in pretty good fashion over the uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks. Superman Dwight Howard turns 31. He of uh, ruining how many teams now? <laughs> Everyone he's played for, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Turns 34 today. Okay. Britney Spears, just one year older, 35. Feels like Britney's been around for, well, I guess she has been around for 25 years. Philip Rivers, very underrated NFL QB right there from the West Coast. Dave in San Diego turns 35. Well, how could he be overrated? I mean, he's not ever done anything. Well, if you look at his stats, he's probably going to be retire with, you know, top 10 stats. I'm maybe, guessing. Maybe so. And when you fall behind by three touchdowns in every game and then you're just passing 60 times a game, you're going to put up some nice numbers. That's my point. Losses. Yeah, my point. Kevin Harvick, the master of left turns, NASCAR star, turns 41. And one Good of friend your, of mine, Kurt yeah, Angle. Yeah, you're a buddy with this guy. You've met him at the airport. <laughs> you posed with him. He knows you by true. name, right? I mean. True. Oh, you'd have to say Kurt Angle, one of the greatest athletes of the last 30 or 40 years. WWE world champion many times, Olympic gold medal Greco-Roman champion. And Dave, if you saw some of the exercises he's done at the Amerifits RFC, it's unbelievable the things he can do. One of your heroes, Dave, comedy legend Judd Apatow turns 49. One of the greatest. I mean, we could go on forever with his movies. Who knows which one's the best? 40-year-old virgin knocked up. This is 40, Anchorman 1 and 2, Kicking and Screaming, Talladega Nights, Superbad, Walk Hard, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Get Him to the Greek, Pineapple Express, Step Brothers, Year One, Funny People, Bridesmaids, HBO's The Girls, or Girls. I, I think everyone in the United States, Dave, has lines memorized from every one of those yeah. titles. Well, he is comedy right now, if you think yeah. about it. He also directed Amy Schumer's Trainwreck. And I was looking back when I, I saw him, I go, you know, what else did he do? I, he was behind that, that some of that Jim Carrey stuff that we saw, Liar, Liar. Mm. Uh, okay. You know, when you, you brought up like Anchorman, for example, I, I didn't realize that he was a part of that as well as an, like an executive producer. So he, he did a lot of stuff, whether he's writing, directing, producing or even acting in some of these things this guy is has his footprint and his stamp on every single one of the really good comedies that we've uh, we've seen as of late judd apatow I, I think he was roommates with adam sandler when they were in their early 20s yeah it makes sense and i know that he's uh married to leslie mann who's incredibly right. funny yes uh, completely nuts but incredibly yeah. funny at the same Amazing. time and uh yeah 49 years of age and I, that's a guy that you don't want to go away He's, no. uh, he's He's been giving us a lot of entertainment. Sinead O'Connor, 50 today. Terry Hatcher, mm-hmm. 52. Kim Basinger, hard to believe, 63. Kirk Douglas is 100 just a couple days ago. Right. Uh, let me look at some of the other ones. I, I was researching myself. Actress Jo Beth Williams turned 68 
Last week, she was in Poltergeist. She saved her daughter from the malevolent forces that tried to steal her soul through the, the TV screen. I, I kind of feel like I'm doing the same thing every single time I take my kids and make them turn off the Kardashians. Uh, Greg Lake, the co-founder of the progressive rock band Emerson Lake & Palmer, died Wednesday at the age of 69. I know it's not a birthday, but as a tribute to ELP's music, Greg's funeral will begin at noon on Tuesday and end sometime the following week. Mick Jagger is a dad again, age 73. Good news is he'll be able to save on diapers. Um, speaking of Jagger, the Rolling Stone says that uh, it's only took them about three days to record the brand new album, which is particularly remarkable when you consider most of the time was spent hiding from the Grim Reaper. Mm. These guys are getting old, dude. Um, yeah. And what else is on this date in history? Sammy Davis Jr. would have been 91 last Thursday. Sammy was black and Jewish. Or as Mel Gibson calls it, O for 2. <laughs> it's time, Dave, for some stand-up hilarity. We'll be back right around the corner. Here's Richard Pryor. I had to stop drinking, though, because I got tired, like, waking up in my car driving 90. <laughs> you know, you know tr- trying to talk to the police when your mouth don't work. <laughs> I don't know what it is that make drunk people want to talk. But you can bet if somebody drunk, he gonna talk. You know what I mean? You ever be driving, the police ease up behind, put them bright lights on you, and your brain start going, don't worry about it, just be cool. Everything, don't worry, just be cool. Now straighten up, just put your arm, put your arm on, on the window. That's right. Put your arm on the window, be cool, lay back, all right. Just get it together, you're ready now. When, when you come up, say everything's fine, all right? Just say, everything's fine, everything's fine, all right. Now that's what you see in your brain, but your mouth has made up its mind. Your mouth be saying, I'm going to say these words the way I f-ing want to. <laughs> Please wake up under my, how you feeling? I was in fish Oh, I was in out <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> You're locked on to WPH Live Radio with Dave and Dave on TuneIn Radio and now iTunes. Have you seen our website? It's pretty amazing. www.wphlive.tv The World Players of Handball is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation whose goal is to grow the sport through innovation. WPH Live TV is partnered with ESPN for the current professional handball tour and has aired more than 100 matches over the past three years on ESPN networks. Junior WPH is the youth and young adult development wing of the foundation that performs over 2,000 individual and group clinics per year around the globe. WPH Outdoor runs the Outdoor Professional Handball Tour and has organized high-profile major events since the inaugural 2010 season. To get plugged into all the news, information, and updates, or to give a tax-deductible gift or donation, go to www.wphlive.tv or email info at wphlive.tv. Get connected with Facebook, Twitter, Google+, TuneIn Radio, and now iTunes. Back to the Dave and Dave Sports Radio handball cast. I don't know if it's called a handball cast. I don't. What the hell is it called, Dave? But I, I can say this. It's on iTunes. And we're also on TuneIn Radio. iTunes was a really big grab for us, I thought. Uh, they contacted us, which is not normal. Normally, wow. it's the other way around. We have to beg and plead people and even pay them off. This time around, we actually got asked, which is kind of neat. 
Uh, so this is it, our first inaugural show on iTunes with you in South Korea and me back here in the studios of Tucson, Arizona. You'll be back in about five days or less as you fly into LAX and uh, try to shake off all that jet lag for a really cool junior clinic that you're having in, in Venice Beach. I, you made your schedule really tight there, I think. You're going to get off the plane and immediately go right over to, to the courts. That's usually a, one of those things where you kind of wait two days and kind of you know acclimate yourself a little bit to the mm-hmm. to the Southern California kind of tempo. But right. then you're immediately going from right to the plane, right to the courts. You're going to do a, a, a junior clinic, and then you're back to Tucson where just in a few days there's going to be the four-wall junior USHA handball nationals. And, uh, to, you know, and oh, by the way, Christmas is also there too. So um, you have a lot of stuff coming up. Well, the good news before that clinic, is the flight is only 13 hours. So who doesn't feel good after <laughs> yeah. a flight? Yeah, that's the good news. 13-hour flight, no big deal. But I know you. I've been on these flights with you long distance, and yeah. you actually get out in the middle of the, you know, the aisleways, and you do your exercises, and you're yeah. making friends with people, sharing numbers of your doctors that treat you, and everything. It's a pretty remarkable scene being on a plane with you. <laughs> you know when you know when Southwest does those announcements, mm-hmm. and yet you're louder than the actual Southwest announcement lady, and people think that you work for Southwest. Those are the good old days. Yeah. And by good old days, I mean it happens every single time we fly. So right. can't wait for that. And I, I'm certainly wondering what Trish the Dish thinks about traveling alongside you long distance. If she actually has to get a seat in another place and then you have to. I think you know the answer to I that. I do know the answer. Okay. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun having you fly back. Anything else you'd like to say uh, as you are like literally 11 time zones 12 30 18 time zones away from us 16 16 okay right well it's great to hear from you dave i know that we communicate a little bit but great to hear your voice with the headphones on like we always do it and look forward to seeing you for the holiday season all right man good one it's gonna be good stay positive okay <laughs> we'll talk to you later. That wraps okay. up the Dave and Dave Handball Sports Radio cast here on TuneIn Radio, WPHLive.tv, and iTunes. We'll have episode 13 in about uh, two weeks or so. I don't know, somewhere around Christmas or afterwards. Dave, nice talking to you. I like your face. Keep it that way. Thank you. <laughs> have a good flight. Okay. We be out. And now Morgan Freeman as your local mall Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Now tell Santa what you want, young man. Now, wait a minute now. Ooh, damn. Is that your mama? Well, come on over here, darling. Santa's got two laps. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you like for Christmas? I'm not talking to you, you stupid kid. Matter of fact, you know what? Take this dollar and get yourself an orange Julius while Santa here finds out if mommy's been naughty. <laughs> wait, what? That's your daddy coming up? Oh, All right, that's it. Get off Santa's lap. On your way. There you go. That's it. On your way, you two. Get out. Go on. And give me back my dollar, you little turd. That's Morgan Freeman as your local mall Santa.